Hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Timeline Astrology. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the moon's north node called Rahu in Indian astrology and the importance of the nodes, the north and south node, Rahu and Ketu. Ketu is the south node of the moon. These are given more importance than they are in Western astrology, I feel. Um, There are many reasons for this um, and one could argue that the lack of use of the outer planets, Uranus, Neptune and Pluto, and the use of the nodes in substitute for these would place more importance on the nodes. However, they're also more um, emphasized in many other ways in terms of combinations, yogas, as we call them in Indian astrology. So in a general sense, the north node of the moon or Rahu is given a more malevolent quality than it is in Western astrology. In Western astrology, the North Node, as it is in the the Vedic or Indian system, is seen as why we're taking a new birth. The reason we've come here in the first place to reincarnate, to experience something we have not experienced before, our soul's destiny, as is put many times. However, that want and desire and need for something you haven't had before in a previous life means we're all born with a sense of lack in that area and we can, at times, obsess about that thing. So in Indian astrology, Rahu, the north node of the moon, is seen as obsessive and so it can create extremes. And you can think of it as a magnifying glass putting a magnifying glass over something to see deeper into that thing. So it gives deeper insights also. However, a magnifying glass also distorts the light. So there's a distortion by overly focusing and exaggerating on something and intensifying our focus can actually uh, make us lose perspective. This is the main thing about Rahu. So Rahu represents in general shock and trauma. It represents a demented dark quality, a shadowy nature. It's after all a shadow that's cast over the sun or moon during an eclipse. It's not a physical thing. So Rahu is this northern impulse, this moving towards this sometimes obsessive quality of wanting that thing so bad that it doesn't matter who you're going to step over to get it, you're going to get it. So it creates obsessions, as I I said, madness. And we're all a bit mad somewhere. And if you want to know where you are a bit mad, and pardon the non-PC terminology, but if you want to know where you are mad somewhat, just look to where the north node of the moon is positioned in your horoscope. That area of the chart, the house position, as well as any planets it's conjoined. So other keywords for Rahu are poisons and foreign things, toxic substances. So anything that's foreign, unusual or toxic is represented by Rahu. So lead, for example, is ruled by Rahu. But it also rules politics. It's all about dealing with power and dealing with power in the shadows because it's a shadow, it's an eclipse. So anyone who has a very prominent Rahu in their horoscope 
you'll see that in politicians, for example, they're able to wheel and deal in the background in secret. Rao also represents, as it were, tomorrow's people. So it represents innovation and ingenuity. And it's very much opposite the quality of Jupiter. Jupiter is all about tradition and following a well-worn path. Whereas Rahu, its opposite, is about breaking free from tradition and inventing some new way. And of course, there's many insights in that process of breaking away from the norm, the tradition. There are also many pitfalls because the more we tamper with things and the more we try and explore new ways of doing things, the more mistakes we're likely to make. So again, this is why Rahu shows ingenuity and insight on the one hand, but it also shows madness and obsession on the other. Rahu is said to be exalted in either the sign Taurus or Gemini, depending on who you listen to, and debilitated in the opposite sign Scorpio or Sagittarius. And this is just in relation to the North Node, the case across the board. There is no consensus on anything with the nodes of the moon because they're not physical entities and they don't rule physical things in that sense. They're not clear because they're shadows. And there are no two astrologers that agree about everything in relation to these. So their exaltation, debilitation, and so on. By most accounts, Rahu is seen to be strong in the 3rd, 6th, 10th and 11th houses. These are called Upachaya or growth houses in the chart. But you can see the 3rd and 6th houses in particular are very much about finding your corner and um, getting something you want, whereas the 10th and 11th are very much about your direction and gains in life. Rahu is very much about getting something you want. Rahu represents originality and independence. And so it's all about finding your own way and being inspired and imagination that can sometimes be just out of left field. And sometimes that is instigated by spiritual experiences or taking drugs. It represents occult knowledge also and psychic power. So on the other side of that it can also show confusion and escapism and a sort of vagueness, an illusion or even a delusion. So Rahu is seen in Ayurvedic sense as airy, but it's also toxic, just like Saturn. Tamasic is the Sanskrit word. And Saturn and Rahu both rule the sign Aquarius, which is what makes Aquarius the most unusual sign. Because on the one hand, you have Saturn form, structure and all the rules ruling the sign. But on the other hand, you have Saturn's alter ego, which is Rahu ruling the sign. And that's all about breaking all the rules, breaking beyond form and structure and boundary. So boundary issues are a key consideration with the sign Aquarius. The antidote to Rahu is the planet Jupiter. Just as the antidote to the waywardness and ingenuity and lack of clarity of Rahu is brought into a more balanced state by listening. One of the things that Rahu is not so good at doing and those influenced by Rahu is listen. So Rahu is remedied by Jupiter, which is all about listening and meaningfully listening, not just listening or hearing something, but truly listening. So one of the mantras that is good for Rahu, a safe mantra is Om Namah Rahuve. 
And although one would question why you'd want to strengthen a quality like Rahu, which is seen as a primary, the primary malefic or malevolent energy in the horoscope, you may want to strengthen it if it's particularly weak and you want to experience or uplift or um, accentuate the more positive qualities of ingenuity, innovation and so on. The deity that's often used is Durga and it's a very quick remedy to direct the waywardness of Rahu. We can see Rahu as in our modern life as technology overcoming our minds like the tablet, the phone, the computer, the laptop, constantly engaging with the mind. Rahu is said in myth to be the head of a serpent, separated from the body, the south node or Ketu. So if you're just a head, imagine floating around in space without a body ungrounded, unable to ground yourself and integrate what you're experiencing and think of modern life as Rahu-like because of the amount of information that we're subjected to constantly and that we also subject ourselves to. Rahu is the shadow. Rahu and Ketu, both nodes of the moon, represent shadows. So understanding the shadows and your shadow nature and how you project those parts of yourself onto other people and point the finger. And this is a really good remedy in terms of dealing with our own shadow is looking back at our own shadow nature, the parts of ourselves that we reject or neglect. Rahu's gemstone is Hesonite, but I would caution its use, especially if one is not in a Rahu cycle, you know, isn't experiencing the turbulence of Rahu, the ingenuity and Innovation of Rahu, yes, and the thrill of something new, absolutely. But the sense of being unhinged can come along with that. So wondering about whether you should use a gemstone, I would caution that in this case. And instead, perhaps use a gemstone for Jupiter, if Jupiter is well positioned in your chart and rules beneficial houses. So the yellow sapphire stone could be worn on the right hand to counteract Rahu. Rahu's colors are dark, like smoke, so gray and smoky colors, because it is like smoke, it's a shadow, and so it gets everywhere. And so with smoke, which is toxic, we can think of Rahu as a toxic part of our being that we need to clear, and Jupiter is the clarity through all of the smoke and deception. Rahu is seen as a lower form of that snake-like energy called Sarpa, and it represents the Kundalini, the coiled serpent at the base of the spine. But it's a lower snake-like being, so it can bring all of that darkness and obscurity and compulsion and obsession. So those are my thoughts on Rahu, the north node of the moon. I hope this helps and I'd like to thank you for listening. Until next time.